21CL Radio. Happy Monday morning, and welcome to the Education Vanguard. I'm your host, Michael Bull. Super duper to have you here today. And thank you for joining us on our mission here at 21st Century Learning, and that is building communities of learners. Today, I've got a cool gamification nerd. He said it's okay for me to use that word, in fact, or that description. And his name is Michael Matera. Gamification in the classroom is all about creating something to motivate students in the classroom, right? Well, that is what I thought until I talked with Michael Matera, my guest today. Michael, a middle school teacher and the author of the book Explore Like a Pirate, has changed, more like improved, my thinking on the topic of gamification. As he points out in our chat, gamification enables instructors to vary how students look at content, what passive inquiry they take, and how they decide who should be a member of their group. Michael also discusses where his dive into gamification started and the reactions he sees from many of us when we think about bringing gamification to our classroom. Enjoy the conversation. Michael Matera, thanks so much for joining me on the program today. No problem. Well, it's great to have you here. Uh, A lot of people in this world love gaming. I love gaming myself, of course, though often it's a first-person shooter game. I don't think we're going to talk so much about that. I think we're talking more about what's in the classroom, right? That's right. A lot lot different than that. (laughs) All right, so often the word gamification is used, and uh, can you please define for us what that means? What is gamification? All right, so gamification, if I was to boil it down to sort of one quick sentence, it would be, uh, using the most motivational aspects of games in non-game settings. So we're not talking about playing games. We're talking about what is it about games that are so engaging and teasing those things out and applying those mechanics to our classroom. Okay, so it's just motivating students to encourage them to do their best is what you're saying. Yeah, encouragement to do their best, uh, making them look at a problem from a different angle, mm-hmm. uh, Game mechanics are just a, a beautiful tool to get people to do things they wouldn't otherwise do. And I don't mean kind of the, the carrot. I don't mean the thing that traditional bloggers that just sort of skim the surface on gamification like to talk about. Uh-huh. I'm talking about truly like a mechanic, uh, something that might force somebody to turn left instead of going right. Uh, getting kids to look at things from a whole different perspective. The the more I use game mechanics in my classroom, they force me to constantly think about the user's experience. Mm-hmm. And like, isn't that what isn't that what we should be doing as teachers? Like, really thinking about where the student is, where I want them to be, and then think about the the points in between that are going to make those students push them one way or the other, I guess. That's interesting because if people were to ask me what, why I do gamification in the classroom, I would say motivation. But you're saying that's just one aspect of it. And so how, yeah, much, so how much is that compared to the game mechanics play and to why people should do gaming in the classroom? Great question. I think that the start of anybody using gamification in the classroom is typically the engagement, right? And, and you definitely get that when you add game mechanics and game elements to your classroom. Mm -hmm. But I think almost all the feedback I'm getting from teachers that are using Explorer Like a Pirate and game mechanics in their classroom is exactly what you're saying. They started with engagement, and now 
both the student and the teacher are hooked with what gamification can do for them because they're seeing their students love learning again. They're seeing their students become independent learners, Mm -hmm. passionate learners that are existing inside a risk-rich environment that get them to do their best and and willing to take that risk to try try a new method of assessment, both the teacher and the student. So the teachers are telling me they're trying new things they haven't tried before. Students are you know, pushing themselves in different directions. So what does it look like? Can you give an example of what a good gamified you know, lesson or classroom looks like that includes both the motivation I talked about and the game mechanics you just talked about? Well, I mean, so gamification, I don't want to scare anybody off, can be small one-day activity uh-huh. to a, a whole unit-themed out gamified experience. And then if you wanted to go full bore, full tilt, you can gamify your entire course experience, which is what I, I have ultimately done and many have done as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I was to say like what maybe a gamified classroom experience might be, you know, peel away one day in my class, you would see definitely giving students agency, so some choice over the matter. But I'm not talking about just the typical voice and choice. I'm talking about something that truly impacts their either their learning or their experience. So it might be as simple uh, as giving students agency over how the group is constructed. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean, again, just pulling out popsicle stick names. Uh, for example, this past week, we had to design new groups for our group project. And what I did for that to make it a little more gamified, I looked on my leaderboard and I picked the top five students in each of my periods. Okay. And I didn't tell any of the kids what we were doing. And I said, hey, we're gonna, today we're going to talk about asset-based thinking. What are we good at? What are all of our assets? And I said, I don't care what they are. could be that you're good at juggling. Like It doesn't have to be school-related. Like, What are you good at? And we wrote all these assets down. And kids made this resume. And I had them answer, like, list three assets, list one to two challenges, and then kind of a catch-all like any other information you want to share. They didn't put their name on it. We printed it out. And then I had these 25 resumes. And I spread them out on the floor. They -hmm. all look identical. And I had the five top players draft their groups with these resumes that were nameless. Mm -hmm. And you should have saw, I teach sixth grade, you should have saw these (laughs) 11-year-olds pouring over (laughs) these resumes and truly deciding how to construct a balanced group because it's fourth quarter they have now experienced a gamified classroom for three quarters they have no idea the adventures that await them in fourth quarter Uh and they're truly trying to make a balanced team like oh Uh. this person says they're like an artist and they can do you know they're very creative but i already have a creative person on my team and i know that that's probably my friend like jill but I don't need another creative person on my team. I need a balanced team because like Mr. Matera throws all sorts of crazy things at us. I need a balanced team. And these are 11-year-olds making this decision. Right. So, you know, like that's a good example of like agency, kind of a pop in excitement. Like everyone was excited about this. So the other kids, while these five were doing the draft, the other kids and I were working on going through sort of the material, kind of like a regular, 
you know, regular unit, we're looking at a chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone, and I knew this, I mean, this was in my lesson plan, like everyone was really paying attention to the draft. You know, so this is like exciting time in the classroom. It was totally palpable. And then at the end, the five, you know, captains, if you will, took their sheets, which still no one knew who they were drafted to because they didn't read it out loud. Uh, went to a table and kind of just read a resume and somebody would be like, oh, that's me. And then like the whole <laughs> like class would cheer as they like got up and moved to their new table that they're going to now work with. Kind of like a Harry whole. Potter episode or something. Yeah, this is crazy. But like, what are we talking about? We're talking about students looking at their strengths, designing solid teams, the the game mechanic of the draft and the game mechanic of breaking down your assets and your strengths and whatnot uh, and building out that resume really made those five kids experience a level of leadership that I would argue most sixth graders don't experience. Like, to truly design a team that needed to be flexible and responsive to what unknown mysteries lie ahead. So uh, what I'm wondering then, I mean, how did you get into it? At one point did you, I mean, you, you said now you gamify, it sounds like entire large units, maybe even your whole classroom. How, how did you go from just a sort of standard teacher that maybe wasn't doing gamification to where you're at now? What, what, what was that path like? Uh, so I'm, I was not a gamer, like born and bred, like most people I grew up, you know, playing some video games, whatever I had a, I had an NES, uh-huh. uh, got into teaching, did all the sort of normal teaching things, projects, tests, whatnot. And I did a, I was at a buddy's house who bought the game Settlers of Catan, which I had never played and loved it. You know, we just had a great time. It was about a 45-minute game. Had lots of decisions to make. And I thought like, hey, my my fifth graders at the time, I taught fifth grade, they would really like this. So I bought a copy as kind of like a recess reward. Like, hey, you guys are doing great. Why don't you five come up, play play Settlers. Or sorry, you four. It's a four-player game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, that sort of collected into like maybe I should buy a couple more and then I started thinking about these game mechanics that are literally in these games and I started thinking about like how fun it is to to decide these things to see see a die roll and like have that be your fate you know so then I started to embed some of those into some of my lessons so in fifth grade I taught U.S. history and I did sort of a civil war unit and that was probably my first gamified experience where I made the kids, you know, break up into north and south. So I, I themed it out. And oh, that's a big, are you talking about the interact unit, or that—that's where it all started. Okay, right? yeah, like, so. I did. I taught that same actual unit. That's a fantastic unit. It does it does change the way students uh, engage with the Civil War for sure? Yeah. So that was sort of my first experience of like how powerful a theme could be, right? That mm-hmm. just this this seriously renaming of things, right? Like. Your your group is the north or your group's the south. Your mini like group is a regiment. Like all of us have that in our classroom. We all have groups, you know. That's crazy though, that just applying that theme totally changes the feel in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And so I guess those were my first experiences. Then at my new job teaching sixth grade world history, I decided to kind of take that 
Civil War unit concept and spice it up with uh, or fuse, infuse it into my Greece unit. So similarly, they were in Greek city-states, like so Athens, Sparta, whatever, and they were trying to win some Olympic events, some like minute-to-win-it challenges. But it was like pretty much some of the same mechanics that were in the Civil War unit sure. uh, were in place there. And year after year, survey after survey, all sixth graders said the Greece unit was hands down the best unit. And then eventually, it just dawned on me like, why not do the Greece unit all the time? Mm-hmm. You know, so to, so to speak. You didn't just and teach Greece all year, you mean? Right. So, yeah. so to speak, like, <laughs> let's take those mechanics and, you know, build it out into a year long experience. And here I am now, four years into year long gamified classes. And, and <laughs> I don't know if this is good to say or not, but uh-oh, uh-oh. I can't think about teaching my class without the game. Like every year when I start my new crop of students, my, another teacher and I and I both gamify and uh-huh. the the big question is like when do we like go through the rules of the game and start turn the game on because it almost feels wrong to teach without it. <laughs> Well, I'm wondering about like resistance to the idea. So uh, at your school, obviously, your administration must support you. But I'm just curious about, let's say, the teacher down the hall. Do they see you as, man, this guy is really teaching these kids? Or are you the nutty guy down the hall? <laughs> well, I think seeing that I'm trying new things. Like our school, the school I teach at, University School of Milwaukee, it's an independent school, uh-huh. really tries and pushes us to, you know, put forth the best pedagogy that's out there at the same time also try new new things so when i asked my administrator uh if i could do this she was really receptive to me trying she was also she also said like you know if it doesn't work we're gonna have to pull back but like go you know try it like there was no there was nothing to say i shouldn't try it so i did it at back to school night, I was trying to be very transparent with the parents. I told the parents, this is what we're doing this year. If you hear your kid talking about you know, experience points or badges or the realm of nobles was what I called it. You know, I just want you to know they're not playing a video game. The realm of nobles is my name for my <laughs> classroom game and you know, that's okay. Uh, and a lot of parents told me like at the first, at that back to school night, they were like, hmm, I don't know about this. But then when it came to first quarter conferences... I mean, parent after parent after parent just said, you know, I haven't seen my kid this on fire. You know, like I, oh, they great. just constantly are like talking about what they, what we learn in class. They're constantly doing these side quests, which are enrichment opportunities for these students. And I would say by and large, the colleagues at my school, being the type of school we are, really support that kind of learning. And, and we all understand too that it's in the, it is in the diversity of pedagogy that our students become stronger. Like, I wouldn't want every classroom at university school to be gamified because mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think that that's right. You know, I don't think that's perfect for making a well-rounded student. I'm a huge fan of liberal arts. Like, I think it is in that diversity. We, I want somebody going whole hog on project-based learning down the hall. You know. 
So you wrote a book, Explore Like a Pirate, and you give presentations, uh, you know, basically spreading the, the message or the uh, gospel uh, of gamification. <laughs> and I wonder what sort of reactions do you get from the teachers? Or do they embrace it or do they feel like, well, I want to do it, but I can't? Or so what are some of the initial feedback you get when you uh, talk to people or they either read your book or that you see in a presentation? So I would say when I present at, you know, a conference or a district PD, uh, which I absolutely love. I love doing these conferences. I love spreading the message, like you said. I would say typically the response is probably 65% of them are uh-huh. all like, I so want to do this, but like I'm overwhelmed. Like I need, I need help. And uh-huh. that's actually what got me to write the book because everywhere I'd go okay. to talk free book, you know, I, I, you almost felt like a used car salesman. You'd sell them on this idea that they need this and then you'd leave. And there was like no, like <laughs> there was no help. There was no support. All right. You know, so that's kind of why I wrote the book that it, I knew this was such a new concept for so many teachers, but I believed in it so much that I, I wanted to make sure that there was that support after I left the room. Uh, so I tried to fill the book up with as many practical ideas for the teachers, try to walk them through uh, how to do it. And then I would say that the rest, the 35%, um, all want, like I shouldn't say all, right? But many of them give me the feedback that they would totally want to do this. Uh-huh. But I can't, you know, and then fill in the blank. I can't because I teach whatever. Or... I can't get to that until summer. You know, like I can't even think about that. Um, and I really try to encourage them that so much, so much of this is just good pedagogy. Like once you start to de- design your course with the eye of a game designer, I, I almost guarantee you, you're going to have better results as a teacher. And more fun as a teacher. Well, I so, want to ask about that because you know, you, myself as an international teacher, you as an independent school teacher, we're kind of dodging the whole testing regime that's out there. Is it compatible to use gamification and still do well on the tests? I mean, I I definitely think so. And I mean, this is a small sample size, but when I did the first year, I switched to a gamified course. Um, I actually kept the same assessments from the previous year. Oh, good for you. By all, by all means, my class got harder. Like I used to pre-gamification give out like a study guide. Now that it's now that it's a gamified classroom, a lot of those things dropped away and like mm-hmm. students became much more independent learners uh, with a lot less hand-holding. And in every single test that first year, Students scored higher than previous years. Oh, great! I mean, that's crazy to me. Huh. Uh, I think when I think the game model speaks to kids, right? Like whether we like it or not, whether we want to agree with this movement or not, it is their generation, right? Like I don't know what's a fair comparison. Like some people don't like that newspapers are going away. You right. know, like we need to have the newspaper, like. You can say that, but no one's buying them. Yeah, there's no choice. (laughs) (laughs) And we can sit here and say, like, ah, like kids shouldn't game. And I, you know, some teachers. I wrote this in my book. Some of the myths of gamification. Uh You know, some some teachers say, well, I shouldn't have to like 
put any window dressing around the learning, you know, like I should just, they should just be happy to learn from me. Like I'm, I'm giving them, I'm giving them my passion. I'm giving them world history or I'm giving them English. Mm -hmm. And that's just not true. Like that's not even true for us. Like if we're bored, we we don't like, yeah, yeah, we stop stop learning. We don't go and do the extra thing just because we should. Like, we're all teachers. Theoretically, we should be doing a lot of things. <laughs> well, we do, but we follow what's interesting. It's still just like you're saying. Yeah. So, you know, so in that section about the myths, like there are some of those teachers in those presentations that present those myths. And we try to like work through them in part of my presentations. We try to work through those that like, hey, those of you that want to like do this, but you're going to wait till summer, mm-hmm. you know, don't like. It is not as overwhelming as you think, and some many of the ideas in the book you could literally take and use tomorrow, even if you didn't gamify your whole class. Like, you could just grab one or two ideas and apply that to your lesson for tomorrow, and you'll see a, a palpable change in your classroom. And it's going you're gonna your students are gonna see themselves as active participants in their own learning, both in terms of the decisions and the course that it's taking. That like. You're once that happens, you're going to want to do it the next day and the next, and then before you know it, you are gamifying. Like, whoop, you just gamified three lessons this week. So, Michael, we're coming to the end of our time here. What is in the future for you? You got uh, six more books on the horizon, you know, part two, three, four, and five, and six, or continuing, I assume, to do presentations maybe over the summer. What, what's happening with you? So as the book's out now and I'm presenting, I'm presenting a lot more, um, different districts are calling me in. That's really what's on the immediate horizon for me. More conference, you know, featured speaker, keynote. And sure, connecting. Connecting and really, like you said, you know, trying to spread the word. This is a real big passion of mine. It It's something that I have a jump start on and I want to like, get as many other teachers doing it as possible because of the results I see. All right. Well, how can people get a hold of you? You can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Matera and check out the book's website, explorelikeapirate.com. That's a great place where I post you know, different articles. I also do a vlog on there. Um, I'm starting to dabble with some game reviews for teachers that want to try to like play a game either in their class. So I'm trying to provide as many diverse resources as I can. Fantastic. I've been speaking with Michael Matera. He is the author of explorelikeapirate.com and the biggest gaming educational nerd out there. Thanks uh, so much for your time today, Michael. No problem. This interview was brought to you by 21st Century Learning International. Find us on the web at 21clradio.com. Hey, everybody. Michael here. Yes, I'm back, and I need to ask you a favor. We are on a drive to get to 100 reviews on iTunes. Can you help us out? If you can, please go to the following address, 21c.li slash review. That's 21c.li slash review. That'll take you to our iTunes page. From there, you need to click the blue button that says View in iTunes. And then leave us a review, leave us some stars, maybe even leave us a written review. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Got a question for you. Have you ever wanted to build a website for your classroom, for your school, or maybe even for yourself? 
Well, I've got a new course for you. It's called Introduction to WordPress, and it'll teach you how to create that first post, add photos and images, create a hyperlink, change your theme, and even more. You can check it out all completely free at 21c.li slash courses. That's 21c.li slash courses. Did you hear that S there?